When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny, we roll along presented by Progressive Insurance. We come to you live, as always, from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. We will bring Joe Fortenbaugh in here in just a minute. Uh, the big headline in the in the NFL is not last night's game, even though the Saints probably, well, may have fallen hopelessly out of it with that loss last night, which is stunning, because that was a team that people thought was sort of a sexy Super Bowl pick. Um but the headline is that while you were sleeping, an enormous trade took place. You just heard Christine with the details. And Hembo, I just wonder if this concerns you. Your Eagles have been on a magic carpet ride, and you are delighted that your Eagles are 6-0, and and they have clearly looked like the best team in the NFC. To this point, there is no, no, no question of that. But maybe the two most significant contenders to that, with respect to the 5-1 and one Giants, all due respect to them, I, I would say that right now the two most significant contenders – to the Eagles' supremacy in the conference are the Cowboys and the 49ers. And this week, the Cowboys are getting back a legitimate top-flight NFL quarterback. We could sit here and argue over just where Dak ranks, but let's not sidetrack ourselves. He's obviously a very good NFL quarterback at minimum, and they're getting him back. The 49ers just added Christian McCaffrey, who feels like the ultimate chess piece for the sort of the mad scientist of Kyle Shanahan to figure out how concerned are you from an Eagle standpoint? I mean, at least a little bit. I mean, the 49ers would not have traded away that much capital to get Christian McCaffrey if Shanahan wasn't certain that he could be a difference maker. And now they have him and Debo and George Kittle and Brandon uh, Ayuk. Their offense is going to be ridiculous. I also know for sure that Dak Prescott is infinitely better than Cooper Rush. And in my opinion, those are the three best teams in the conference now. But that's not how Vegas sees it, surprisingly enough. Right now, Vegas still has Tampa with the second best chance to win the NFC behind Philadelphia. Then San Francisco. You've got to go down to 9-1 to one to find Dallas. And they have the same odds right now as Green Bay, which surprises me a little bit. No, that is interesting. Um, the McCaffrey of it all is fascinating to me. By the way, do the 49ers have any draft picks left? Right? They traded... Everything to go up to three to get Trey Lance last year. And now whatever it is they had left, they traded to get Christian McCaffrey. So they must have no picks. I can, f- I can find that now. Yeah, one way or another. We'll see. All right, let me bring Fortinball into the conversation. Uh, by the way, college football action tomorrow, LSU Ole Miss, presented by Dr. Pepper, 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, Fortinball, I don't know if word of this has reached you. Joe Fortinball is our ESPN betting analyst. And... It was sort of a long roundabout way that I got there. But earlier this morning, Joe, I said this. That's why we need Joe Fortenbaugh, because he sexes up everything. Mm. <laughs> the context of it is not really important. <laughs> Depending on who you are, Greeny, it might be important. <laughs> <laughs> well played. What I was saying was that it is not the sexiest NFL slate. But when you inject the gambling element into it, then mm. it becomes sexy. And, and, and so what wound up coming out of my mouth was... That's why we need <laughs> Joe Fortenbaugh, because he sexes up everything. And, and so <laughs> I just want to make sure you're comfortable with continuing your appearances on this program after I said that. 
Very much so. Very much so, especially since your New York Jets are actually making some noise this year. I've been looking forward to talking to you about these guys. Okay, so so let me ask you then that question. Hembo was just talking about the way that Vegas, I'm just going to use that as I know that everyone in Vegas doesn't have the same lines everywhere and the same odds everywhere, but, but that Vegas as the collective group is not buying heavily into Dallas. It is buying more heavily into San Francisco. It is by no means abandoned ship on Tampa and the and Brady. I, I wanted to ask you, because the Jets are a one-point favorite at Denver. They obliterated Green Bay last week. I heard someone on, on ESPN the other day say you could make a legitimate case right now the Jets are the third best team in the AFC. What does the collective we in Vegas think of the young upstart New York Jets? The way they're priced right now, it's that they don't think much of them is probably the nicest way I could put it. They're 80 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They're 40 to 1 to win the conference. They're still last to win the AFC East at 20 to 1. And I think it's easy to make some excuses here and say things like, well, instead of hyping the Jets up for the win over Green Bay, people will say, well, Green Bay had just come back from London and they're not very good this year. That's what it feels like to me. Every time we see success from the Jets, people are finding a way to just blame the other team for losing the game. So there hasn't been a lot of action on them yet. But you got to ask yourself, if you were an extraterrestrial being and you had come down to earth and this was the first football season you were seeing ever, what would you think of the Jets? Because a lot of what we think of them is rooted in the past. And that analysis, that information might not be as valuable this year. Doesn't mean they're going to go on a run, but for a team that had a win total of five and a half, they could be soaring right past that greenie. All right. I like that. I, I like that a lot, and I will take it. And, and as I've said many times, I am much happier when they are coming from nowhere. Prosperity has generally not been our friend. Greeny presented <laughs> by Progressive Insurance. is easy to bundle your home and car insurance at Progressive.com. All right, let's dive in. Uh, the Niners get Christian McCann. Not sure if he'll play this week against Kansas City, and even if he does, how much? So let's start with that game. Uh, Niners, Chiefs, what do you like here as we look ahead to one of the more interesting matchups, I think, on this weekend's schedule? Niners plus the two, I'd probably bet them to win as well. And that was the thought process before the McCaffrey trade. The McCaffrey thing doesn't even factor into me right now, at least certainly not in a negative way. It could be a positive, but that doesn't really factor into this game. What factors into this game for me more than anything else, I think this is a really tough turnaround for Kansas City's defense. They put on a heck of a showing against Buffalo last week, only gave up 24 points, got some key stops and some key spots. And now you got to turn around one week later, Go on the road, non-conference opponent, Kyle Shanahan offense. Don't be fooled by what you saw last week from the Chiefs. They, their secondary is a mess. Opposing number ones have crushed them all year. Stephon Diggs got him big. I think Ayuk and Samuel have big games here. I think the Niners are able to move the ball on him. Uh, with Williams and Bosa set to come back, that's going to be huge in the trenches. I would play San Francisco in this matchup. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I thought that game... I thought Kansas City played by far the best defensive game that I've seen them play in this little stretch of time. Um, candidly, I thought it was stunning. They asked me on first take when I was on there on Monday, was that game more about Josh Allen or more about the, uh, the, uh, the Buffalo defense? And I said, this was all on the Buffalo defense shutting down Patrick Mahomes like that because the KC defense did more against Josh Allen than I ever thought yeah. they were capable of doing. Greeny and Joe Fortenbaugh, I, they gave me a list of some of the other bets you like this week. Seattle at the Chargers, you like the Seahawks? 
Absolutely. Look at Geno Smith. I mean, everything we talk about, that's not even a story. The guy's number three in the NFL in quarterback rating. He's ahead in that category of Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. He leads the NFL in completion percentage at 73%, and he's got a top 10 offense. Not calling them a Super Bowl contender, but when you're catching this many points against the Chargers, I'm definitely going to buy. The Chargers are on the short week. They got a lot of injuries, especially on the O-line. J.C. Jackson has not proven to be a good investment so far. What, six games into uh, his tenure with the Chargers give me those points I Chargers find ways to lose games and Seattle right now is finding ways to compete deep into games win or lose that's fascinating to me so are you telling me there we're not Vegas is not buying into Seattle for anything consequential right I mean like he's playing so much better than Russell Wilson did on that team and people are giving Pete a lot of credit for what they're doing in Seattle but we're not in a division that suddenly doesn't look nearly as good as we thought it would be, we don't think Seattle's doing anything of consequence this year, do we? Unfortunately, to use this analogy, it's similar to the Jets. They're playing above expectation, and they've been a nice story, but no one's necessarily buying into a deep run just yet. There are several problems on that Seattle defense. What do we think of the Falcons? Because we saw I mean, New Orleans is... is you could argue, is New Orleans the biggest disappointment in the sport? Am I forgetting somebody? Denver. They, Oh, Denver. Okay, fair enough. But New Orleans is right there. I came on with you before the season started and said, I like New Orleans over their win total. I thought they were a dark horse to win the division and make some noise. They were supposed to have a good defense, and they had plenty of weapons on offense. There was no reason to believe that they'd be this awful, but then you go back and think, well, they changed coaches, and it was Jameis Winston, now Andy Dalton, and yeah, that does kind of make some sense. Dalton threw pick sixes on consecutive series last night. Who would have thought that you would lose Jameis Winston and throw pick sixes on consecutive series? But that's what happened last night. In the meantime, that was a very roundabout way of me getting to the Falcons. Atlanta right now looks like they have by far the best chance to make Brady sweat in that division. And frankly, they might have won that game against Tampa two weeks ago if it hadn't been for that terrible call against Grady Jarrett. So Falcons uh, Falcons Bengals this week is actually one of the more interesting games. Who do you like? I'll take the points with Atlanta. I think it's a good matchup for them. And I think the point spread's telling. Seven is a very key number in betting pro football. So is three. It's the most important because a lot of games end on those numbers, right? 35-28, 28-21, 24-17, all seven-point differentials that happen somewhat frequently compared to other outcomes. So you want to be on the right side of that number. It's very important. When it's six and a half and there's a refusal to move to seven, sometimes that's the bookmaker telling you, we know if we go to seven, we're going to get sophisticated action on the underdog. And I think there's a good reason to make that case. I would still play Atlanta at six and a half. What do they want to do? They want to run the ball. They're the best rushing offense in the NFL. Where does Cincinnati struggle? They struggle defending the run, and they don't have DJ Reader along the defensive line, which is a huge blow. If you can run the ball consistently, you can control tempo, you can dictate pace, you can keep Joe Burrow on the sideline. And quite frankly, Cincinnati is not the same team from last year. They got problems. They make a lot of mistakes. Six and a half is too big in my opinion. I'm playing Atlanta. All right, let me get one college pick from you here because I am surrounded in my life working at ESPN by people from Syracuse, and believe me, I'm hearing it. <laughs> um, the, the Orange are 6-0, and and they go to Clemson this weekend. Clemson's a two-touchdown favorite. What do you think? You know, it's a shame you don't have a trump card of going to a school like Northwestern where you could shove it in their face, something like that. But, you know, maybe in somewhere the down the road. conversation this season so far, I'm not winning that battle, Fortinball. No, no, not at all. Um, I would lay the 13 and a half with Clemson in the matchup. You know, a lot of talk coming into the season was we knew Clemson's defense was elite, but what was going to happen with Uyunga Lele? Was the offense going to get it going? 
Um, the offense is actually a pretty big story. They're averaging 39 points per game. They've hit 30 in all seven games they've played this year. The offense is not bad. And in this matchup against Syracuse, I like the story for the Orange this year, but I think this is the big step up in class where they get brought back down to earth. Clemson's defense paves the way for the win and the cover. Clemson goes on the bye next week before they get ready for Notre Dame. So there's no look-ahead spot here. And if you're the Tigers, you have to look at the schedule and the conference and say, woohoo, we have a great path to getting into the playoff right now. Just focus one game at a time, and I think they handle their business this week. They lose this game straight up. I'm never The, the amount of not being able to live with these people that is going to happen at ESPN <laughs> is going to be complicated. All right, Fortinball, outstanding as always. Have a good weekend. Always a pleasure. Best of luck to everybody out there. Thank you. That's why we need Joe Fortenbaugh, because he sexes up everything. Mm. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. Next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Coming up next, the stat of the century. The statistic of the century. After this, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Assembled members of the hashtag crew are here. Hembo, Bubba, Nuno. We'll get to who you got coming up in a little bit. It's, it's coming off the sports solstice. Yesterday, we had NFL, NBA, M, uh, NHL, and MLB action all on the same day. Good stuff. We'll get through all of it. I have one basketball note that I need to share. Nuno, you're my VP of Basketball Insight. And obviously, I've got, we got games tonight. We'll be here for NBA Countdown tonight and everything else. 
But the Lakers actually played a fairly tough game against the Clippers last night. It was Kawhi Leonard's first game back. He came off the bench. He played pretty well. Clippers wound up winning. Clippers had a big lead. Lakers came all the way back, actually took the lead in the fourth quarter, and then Paul George and Kawhi made a few big buckets late, and the Clippers wound up winning. But I just want to give you three numbers coming out of this game. The first is about Russell Westbrook. You ready for this, Noons? Russell Westbrook shot 0 for 11 from the floor. That is the worst shooting performance by a Laker since 1965. But wait, there's more. Add in Patrick Beverly, and the Lakers' starting backcourt went 1 for 18. But wait, there's more. Add in Kendrick Nunn, and the Lakers' main guard rotation shot 1 for 25 from the floor last night. The Laker guards last night, Nuno, shot 4% from the floor. (laughs) I'm not making that up. I'm not exaggerating. They shot 4%. They took 25 shots last night between them, and one of them went in in a game in which they were still right there at the end to win. Have you ever heard anything like that? Oh, they just put up a graphic on my screen here. There are only two players who've ever had worse shooting nights in a Laker uniform than Russell Westbrook. I told you about Daryl Imhoff in 1965. That's a player I've heard of. The previous one was a person who hilariously was named Dick Schnitker. What? I swear on my life that says that on that screen. People I don't even know are walking through the studio and they're laughing. Dick Schnitker. Dick Schnitker. You can laugh all you want. That's the man's name. I don't know him. He, I, he's, he may be of the Syosset Schnitkers. I really don't know. His name is Dick Schnitker. Only Schnitker and Imhoff ever had worse shooting nights than Russell Westbrook in a Laker uniform. When you got to go back to Schnitker, you got a problem. I mean, the man sounds like a place you would go get your bagel in the morning. Right. Where are you going? I'm going to Schnitker's for an egg cream and a bagel with a schmear. There's a picture. Hembo just pulled up a picture of Dick Schnitker. That looks like it's a picture from the Civil War. <laughs> Nuno. So let me circle this all the way back to the serious part of the conversation. I did not know I was going to be sound, uh, sidetracked by Dick Schnitker. <laughs> but, Nuno, are you there? I okay, am. I thank am. you. Um, I'm going to say something you're not expecting me to say. I feel bad for Russell Westbrook. Now, it's hard to feel bad for a person who's making $46 million this year. What, 46 or 48? He's making one of those two amounts of millions. 47. 47, thank you. So I, was, I split them right down the middle. <laughs> he's getting paid $47 million this year to shoot 0 for 11. But he's a prideful person. If there's one thing that we've seen in Russell throughout his career, that, that's a man with a lot of pride. And part of this is not his fault. Certainly some of it is. An NBA player shooting over 11 from the floor, why he's taking six threes, why he took the sixth one, we will never know. When you're over everything for the game and you can't shoot anyway and you have missed five threes, what could possibly have moved him to attempt the sixth? But one way or another, what they are asking Russell Westbrook to do, the Lakers, is exactly what he doesn't do well. And what they are not letting him do are the things that he has always done well and probably still could. So while, Russell, while this, is, this has to be so humiliating for Russell Westbrook to wake up this morning and be compared to Dick Schnitker, 
the, the, the reality is, and you know, it, to me, it is only partially his fault. What do you think? Yeah, I, I feel, I actually do feel bad for him because what we're doing now is he had, he's had a great career. And now this almost feels like those defining moments. And a lot of it hasn't been on him. Taking that 6-3 is on him because it's just that irrational confidence that he has. But they're not – the Lakers organization has put themselves in a bad spot, which has put Russell in a a bad spot, that the focus is solely on him. And then, you know, one of the things that kind of people forgot is, oh, by the way, John Wall was the first time he played in – what over a year, year yeah. and a half, mm-hmm. or, or longer? He was traded for Russ, and and John Wall looked great. Why? Because he did the things that he's that he can still do. The being explosive, going to the rim, like that's the type of stuff that Russ has completely just lost based upon the way they're doing, they're playing. And I think, and I know Woj right on NBA Countdown the other day said that you'll they're stuck with this. They're stuck with this for a while because we're going to wait to see how things shake up, shake out because other guys other than Buddy Heal and Miles Turner are going to be available because people are just going to want to tank eventually. That's the point. So this is about to get much worse for Russell Westbrook. See, that's the bad news. The good news is for the Lakers, which is to say when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, your window is this minute. So people are saying, why would they trade those two picks for Buddy Heal and, and Miles Turner? Because they're going to do better than that. The most valuable trade resource they have is Russell Westbrook's expiring contract in a year in which more teams than usual are going to tank. They're going to tank to get themselves in the Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes. And again, if that's a name you don't know, get used to hearing it. He's the best NBA prospect ever. He's a 7'5 shooting guard. He's Kevin Durant if Kevin Durant was six inches taller than he is. So teams that might otherwise have been trying to fortify and make a run at the play-in, are now this year expected to go the opposite direction. So what Woj told us, what Nuno is referring to, is that on Countdown the other night, Woj said, when we get past Thanksgiving, start getting towards Christmas, teams that figure out we're not going to be that good, that otherwise might have tried to make a move to make themselves better, will instead be looking to trade off pieces. And what they're going to want in return is an expiring contract. And so Russell Westbrook's contract is going to become even more valuable than it already is. The Lakers are going to get something really, really good in return, but it's going to take a while. And so for the next two months or maybe more, Russell Westbrook is going to have to have nights like this in which we are talking about Dick Schnitker. And that's just a tough way to live. So we've reached the point with Russell Westbrook that his value is increasing because he's so bad and because he makes so much money. Well, certainly because of the money. I don't know that his value is increasing because he's so bad. His value is increasing because the value of his expiring contract is increasing. But any team that would be trading for him is trying to tank. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yes, or at least they're not trying to and, get back. Well, okay, yeah, I guess and that's right. they don't right. think that they can win with him. That's so true. That's, that's true. So I guess that is right. Very quickly, <laughs> is Mr. Schnitker still with us? Is, uh, 20, no, he died in 2020. Oh, he oh, so lived until quite recently. Yes, yeah, he, he was 91 years old. boy, Sandusky, Ohio. Again, so that's, um, I mean, that's where we are with all of this. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greenie. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, uh, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio as we continue. And and uh, let's just put the assembled members of the hashtag crew together. We can't have a serious conversation about this. I think that when Dick Schnitker was playing, or, or more to the point when he was born, his name was Richard Gene Schnitker, right? Right. Where, where was he? He's from Sandusky, Ohio? Richard Dean, excuse me, from Sandusky, Ohio. So, I, don't, I don't think that the, um, the shortening of the first name Richard to what he chose to shorten it to. I don't think it had a similar, the same connotation today. Yes, you're showing me pictures of him. He looks very old. I, I can see that. He looks like he played at a time before basketball. It's like prehistoric man played basketball. That's what the pictures look like. I think some of them are actually sketches. Like some of them I don't even think are photos. They look like they were taken before. They look, right? They look like when, you know, what is it? A courthouse stenographer? Right, yeah. Not a stenographer. That's someone who actually yes. like draws pictures in a courtroom. If they don't allow cameras, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like that who was chronicling his games when he played. But that said, it does raise the interesting question that if your last name was Schnitker, mm. Nuno, would you name your first son Dick? Like, I, I, I feel like having the name Dick Schnitker is a tough, 
It's a tough name, even if it doesn't have, even if that shortening does not have the connotation we all understand it to have now, which we are not going to comment on further. Even so, it just kind of rolls off the tongue funny, right? Like, how are you? What's your name? I'm Dick Schnitker. Like, it's just, there's something about that that's very hard to say without a smile. Don't you think it was always that way? Yeah, I I think you, listen, I'm not a parent, but I think you have to be careful of naming your kid something that can be construed into something else, right? Like, that's just that's just the dangerous. You know, like, Hembo went safe. He went Michelle and mm-hmm. the other one. So right. Uh, that's right. he's good. So, so when my mom, my mom was a teacher. My mom taught third grade in the New York City public school system for 25 years. And she told me once that she had a student whose last name was Dick, mm-hmm. D-I-C-K, and whose first name was Richard. And that, when I was young caused me to laugh more (laughs) than anything has ever made me laugh in my entire life. Now, this was not that long ago. This was not like in the Schnicker age. Right. My mom was a teacher like in the, you know, the 60s and the 70s. Um, But that just strikes me as a very strange naming. So the next line of questioning is, is simple. Would you rather be named the legendary basketball player Dick Schnitker or the legendary baseball player Johnny Dickshot? (laughs) What would you rather be named? Huh. I, I, I would rather Dick shot. I, I, what a double play combination that would have been. <laughs> we'll continue in 15 seconds. Previously on Greeny. What has happened to Russell Wilson in Denver? I'm not going to give up on Russell Wilson. I'm not going to say this is now his lot in life. He's terrible. So. There's no way in the world he's not getting every chance to prove he can get it. They'll go through three coaches before they change quarterbacks. But it is starting to look that worrisome in Denver. That was me. A weekly rewind brought to you by Dell. For all your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's Bubba playing some Tay-Tay this morning. Taylor Swift dropped an album at midnight. I woke up this morning to a picture from my daughter. She had all of her friends over. They were all in the, the, down, you know, the living room of the house she lives in in college, and they were having a listening party. Like literally the instant the album became available, they all just sat there and listened to it together. Um, and so that, is the, that was a, very, a, a delightful image to wake up to for a dad this morning. Did you ever have such an experience? Did you and your friends ever buy a record and listen to it like so? Um, it was very different in those days because you would ha- literally have to go to a store and buy it. You couldn't, nothing would be really, well, I guess they're probably, I think there were actually midnight album releases where you would go to like Tower Records and you could buy it like at midnight. I know I never did that. There were movie showings that, are, that's more of a movie thing, right? People go see the Star Wars movie, you know, the night that it becomes available or whatever it is. Um, something becoming available for download at a particular time is obviously a, a comparatively new Phenomenon. I know I never had that. I mean, I, I do recall going out and buying an album like the day it was released, but we never all got together and listened to it that I can think of. But anyway, so uh, Taylor is right in there with all the sports. Uh, very quickly, uh, 30 seconds for Granger. Then we're going to get to a quick green light. Then we're going to finish it up as always 
with who you got. So we got a lot to finish up with this morning. Uh, but let us start with 30 seconds for Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger's always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light with Greeny. All right, so Nuno is a huge Yankee fan, and you would think you couldn't feel any worse than you feel with the Yankees striking out 30 times in the first two games of a series in Houston and falling behind two games to none. But Hembo is going to make you feel worse. You told me this morning you have a terrible stat about the Astros. Yeah, the Yankees are being owned by the Astros to such a degree, Greeny, that I have to go back to 1901 to contextualize it. So since then, since 1901, there have been... 24,620 instances in which one team played another at least seven times in a baseball season. That includes the playoffs. 24,620. 24,620 times. There is only one instance in which one of those teams batted below 150 in that season series. And that is the Yankees against the Astros in 2022. Wow. The Yankees are batting 148 against the Astros in nine games now, including the playoffs. In other words, there has never been an instance in which, in which one team has owned another quite this much. Wow. You promised me a good stat. and If you're a Yankee fan, it's obviously not good, but that is a remarkable statistic. Is there any chance they turn that around? Um, I don't know that they're going to hit much, but Garrett Cole's there, $324 <laughs> million man. He's going in game three. They should win that game. And I will say this. There were some encouraging signs. Like Aaron Judge has worn it a little bit this morning. I'm not quite sure why. He hit three balls really hard last night. Like I, I could see the offense waking up in that hitter-friendly ballpark and then popping a couple, but I don't think there's almost any chance they have to win the series. I'm going to stick with my original pick, Astros in four. Nuno, do you, will you, do you believe the Yankees will win tomorrow and at least make this thing interesting? <sighs> I I hope they win tomorrow. I know and that. Then, I but, didn't ask you if you hope they well, win tomorrow. Well, I'm just trying, like, because I can't say, I think they get one, and then we have Nestor going, and then we go from there. Uh, Jordan Ranon, who covers the Giants, was, was texting me, and he's giving me some fake hope that, you know, the Yankees, with the fact that they have you know, the two guys they have coming up Saturday and Sunday that we can get that we can get this make this interesting. And by the way, Hembo, I didn't need all those numbers to know that the Yankees stink right now. Twenty four thousand six hundred and twenty. Can I ask Bubba a question? Bubba, which text exchange do you think is more interesting? Nuno and Jordan Renan <laughs> or Hembo and Alan Hahn? If if I could right now grant you access to one but not both of those text exchanges, which one would you read? Yeah, can I uh, pass? <laughs> I'm all in on the Alan Hahn one. Can like, I just I read more about Dick Schnicker? I, I don't think I want to be a part of <laughs> Me either too. of those. I would rather, I would those rather, sound terrible. I would rather text with the descendants of Dick Schnicker <laughs> than I would be a part of either one of those groups. Okay, one piece of business left. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, Who You Got brings Bubba into the fray here. He's got a series of questions for me. Some of them are about sports. Some of them are just meant to be fun. It's the way we finish up Fridays every single week. But it starts now 
with this pick 'em challenge, right? I'm picking games against everybody else. Am I still in first? Yep, we got the ESPN Radio Pick 'em Challenge, and there you are, oh still the top number one ahead of everyone at 10, 7, and 1. You are in sole possession of first place. Let how me about make that? clear how I've done it. How about that? Because we all know about my KOD, right? My hashtag KOD, my legendarily terrible picks, my kiss of death, which is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. I don't know why it took me so long to figure this out, but the legendary Seinfeld episode in which George does the opposite. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. I have been picking against myself. Whatever I think is going to happen, I pick the opposite, and I have vaulted to first place in the standings. This is an incredible development, if you ask me. Go ahead, Bubba. What are the picks this week? All right. Who you got brought to you by Granger. We're going to start with Chiefs at 49ers, and this one is Kansas City minus Two and a half. Who you got here? Kansas City is minus two and a half on the road. Wow. What? What is the public money leaning heavily one way? Yes, the public money is leaning heavily towards Kansas City. Eighty percent of the bets right now on Kansas City. Oh, see this now. I'm torn because if eighty percent of the money is on Kansas City, then you got to go San Francisco. But I like San Francisco in this game, which means I got to go Kansas City. So now, am I fading the public or am I fading myself? What is That's more, the question. Yeah, what is stronger? Which is stronger, the public always being wrong or my KOD? I'm going to say this. Nothing is stronger than the KOD. No, no curse is more powerful than what I think. I agree. So I got to go against me. So I got to take Kansas City minus the two and a half. I think they have no chance of that happening. <laughs> I think there is no <laughs> chance I'm going to be right. Let, let the record state. There is no chance Kansas City goes in there and not only wins this game, but covers the number of two and a half, which is exactly the reason why it is my official prediction. Bubba, what's next? Next up is Seahawks at Chargers. This one, we got Los Angeles minus five and a half. Who you got here? Oh, I love the Chargers in this game. Any public lean here? 95% of the money on Seattle. Oh, you're killing me. Mm-hmm. Killing me. So once again, I have to bet either I have to fade myself or fade the public. So if the public is all on Seattle, then you got to take the Chargers. But I'm on the Chargers, so you got to take Seattle. So for this, I'm, I'm once again, what a conundrum I face. All right, we got to stay with the strategy, right? We got to fade me. I got to go Seattle. I, I got to go Seattle. I got to take Seattle plus the five and a half because I don't think there's any way in the world it happens. I think the Chargers are going to gather some steam here. I think Seattle, that's a magic carpet ride that is going to, you know, be grounded under Geno. And I just don't think they're very good. And I think the Chargers are better than they've played. I think the Chargers are going to kick their butts up and down the field. So I'm taking Seattle plus five and a half on Sunday. Give me one more, Bubba. All right, last one here. Yeah, Spain and Fitz and Freddie and Fitzsimmons are only one game behind, so we need a big week here. So yeah. last game, Colts at Titans. Tennessee minus two and a half. Who you got? Colts at Titans. Tennessee minus two and a half. Is there a public here? Not getting anything from the public on this one. All right, I like Tennessee in this game. I do. I think Tennessee was playing bad early. I like their coach. I like the way they've sort of bounced back and recovered. So I like Tennessee and their home. I think the Colts have done it with a little bit of playing their way back into it. They've done with smoke and mirrors. I really like the Titans in this game. So my official pick is the Colts <laughs> plus the two and a half on the road. There you have it. The picks are in. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Those are my official picks for this weekend. I'm fading myself on all three cases. Let's see how we do. Meanwhile, now we turn our attention to some other questions 
Bubba, take it away. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. And as we just mentioned at the start of the segment, Taylor Swift's album Midnights was released today, this morning. How many times have you listened to it already? And have you cleared your weekend plans? Who you got? I have not had the chance to listen to it yet. I did listen to the first song, which I believe is called Lavender Haze. I put it on this morning in the uh, makeup room, and we all listened to it, and it sounded good. But I will tell you, this was a very busy morning because we had basketball here with Monica McNutt, then we had baseball here with Jess Mendoza, we had all the usual football that we had. So I had a ton of things to do before the show. So I've not yet had a chance to listen to it, but I will. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. Uh, Hembo, is there any chance you will listen to this album? I mean, my wife's a huge fan. She's a card-carrying Swifty, uh, so I'm sure it'll be on in the house, but I didn't even know this was happening. Would, okay. I, you know what? I was going to ask a question, then I thought better of it. Bubba has other fun <laughs> questions to get to today. Much more fun than asking Hembo anything. So the answer is, yes, I'm excited about Midnight, and yes, I will definitely listen to it this weekend. Bubba, what's next? All right. I saw Halloween Ends last night, which is the latest slash last movie of the whole Halloween franchise series. Do you have a favorite scary movie as we're getting close to Halloween here. Okay. Who you got? So first off, I hate scary movies. Okay? Fear is an emotion that we as a species are intrinsically designed to avoid. We have a fight or flight response to keep us alive. The idea that we would purposely frighten ourselves is so stupid I don't know where to begin. So I hate horror movies. That said, One of the reasons I hate horror movies is because when I was a kid, there was a movie called When a Stranger Calls. And this is a movie people will remember if you're old enough. I'm sure people still watch this. There's a girl and she's in the house and she's babysitting for some kids who are upstairs asleep. And the phone keeps ringing and and the voice keeps saying, why haven't you checked the children? Why haven't you checked on the children? So first she thinks she's getting pranked. Then she gets freaked out. So she calls the police. And the police say, all right, try and keep the guy on the phone next time. So she keeps the guy on the phone. Why haven't you checked the children? She finally hangs up. Phone rings back. It's the police saying, the call is coming from inside the house. And at that moment, I fell off a couch. I'm watching this movie in my house, in my parents' room. I still remember on the couch in my parents' bedroom. And I've never been that scared in my entire life. I slept with the light on for like a month. And I've never wanted to watch a horror movie again. Every horror movie that I've watched since then, I have watched against my will. Do you like scary movies? No, but I love scary movie previews. Like I, those are my favorite kind of What does that even commercial. mean? What, what, is that? What, what, what kind of I answer mean, of is that? Of course that's his answer. What, what kind of answer is that? I don't like scary movies, but I like scary movie previews. The trailers are cool. Bubba, do you like scary movies? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, do. I mean, I like the Halloween franchise and a couple others. I, yeah, a decent amount, yeah. Nuno, like you like scary movies or no? No, I, I've already lived enough. You know, John Stark's two for 18. And game <laughs> you know, all that stuff. So no. It always comes back to The Starks. Charles Smith game. <laughs> all those were my horror movies. I, I hear you. All right, Bobby, give me another one. All right. Yesterday was National Chicken and Waffles Day. I don't know if you were aware of that, but have you ever had chicken and waffles? Is it part of your normal breakfast rotation? Who you got? Well, those are two separate questions. It is most definitely not part of my breakfast, my regular breakfast <laughs> rotation. All right. I did sure. once have chicken and waffles. I forget where we were. We were doing Mike and Mike somewhere 
south of the Mason-Dixon. I, it might have been in Atlanta. Is, is that where one goes? Is Atlanta where one goes to get chicken and waffles? Yeah. I don't know. Sure. might have been in Atlanta. And, and I, I said, all right, and I went in Rome. I'd like to try it. And so they bring me, this I guess is not going to be news to most people. They bring you these waffles. They put the chicken, like fried chicken on there. And then they pour the syrup over the top of all of it. So you, you, the syrup is on the chicken. The syrup is on the chicken. Why are you looking at me like because that? Because that's the whole freaking point. No, it's not the Sweet point. Sweet and savory. No, I did not like it at all. In fact, I had one bite of it just so I could say I did, and then I just shoved the chicken over to the side and ate the waffles. But you, under no, let me ask you a question. Do you like fried chicken? I do. Would, would you, without the waffles, would you ever put syrup on it? No. So why the hell are you doing it with the waffles? This is what I'm asking you. If someone came over to your house and said, what are we having for lunch today? And I said, good news. I made fried chicken and I'm pouring syrup on it. You would say, I'm getting the hell out of here. And I'm never eating at this guy's house again. I like fried chicken and I like syrup. But those are two things that do not go together. Nuno, am I wrong? No, no, you're you're completely wrong in this one. How, you like chicken and waffles with the syrup on there on the chicken? Yes, because the fact that that's what you're you're eating and, and so forth. Yeah, you're completely wrong. No, that's a t- no. That's those are things that are not meant to go together. That's I, not- I just wish we can get Joe Fortenbaugh's opinion. That's here. why we need Joe Fortenbaugh because he sexes up everything. Mm. Yeah, I said that today. All right, it's a huge weekend. Uh, we got all the you know this the LCSs continue. We got all the hoops. I'll be back here for NBA countdown tonight. Obviously the football, and we'll see you back and better than ever Monday. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.